All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Thursday, January 11th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. So, Clayton, we are fresh off seeing a movie. We are the boots on the ground report today because we saw the beekeeper. We saw Jason Statham in IMAX. We're busting. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to those uh, that prediction later. Of course, the Beekeeper opening this weekend, Mean Girls opening this weekend. Huge, huge weekend. Biggest weekend we've had since Christmas. Yeah. Easily. And we're got to get to all that. But I think we got to start off because we're recording this on Thursday night. Before we get into the predictions, we got to talk about these. And I'm not going to say day by day. Not going to do it. Deep you just board. did. You just did. That. No, no, but I'm not. I have to say it to say that I'm not going to do it. So that's fine. Yeah. I'm going to say we've got to talk about these day by days, not the day by days, the day by days. Okay. You're really on the edge there. For this week at the box office, because it has been, have you been following this claim? Of course uh, you have. Of course. Of course you have. So, what kind of question is that? All week, day by day, since this past Monday, the number one movie in America starting this past Monday, January 8th, has been anyone but you. Clayton, is it happening? Is is this a something about Mary's situation? Okay, okay. okay. So you, okay. Yeah. Okay. So w- w- when you say that sort of thing, again, we have to say this is not going to reach the heights. It cannot make as much money domestically as something about Mary. Right, but so so you're not willing to say at this point anything is possible with anyone but you. Oh, it is oh. it has bucked every trend these last few weeks. Listen, I was a naysayer early on. Now I'm on board, but I'm also a realist. Okay, I I don't think that it could reach those heights when it comes to the cum okay. of the box office domestically because it's just a completely different time for movie going. Right, right, but. I will say that this is a, it's not unprecedented because obviously you just mentioned a precedent there, but for this sort of movie in this climate to do what it's doing is amazing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially because it's not a kid's movie. It's not like Puss in Boots. It's not a musical, like Greatest Showman. It is a romantic comedy, a maligned genre that has been relegated to streamo trash. Yeah. Phone booths and such. Exactly. Or kissing booths. Kissing booths. Kissing booths. Yeah. yeah. Phone booth, kissing booth, whatever it is. Yeah. It has that has no cultural cachet. Right. The fact that this is doing what it's doing and day by day getting making more money. I mean, I'm every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And I don't know about Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. But Probably. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, I guess today well, is the preview days for Beekeeper and Mean Girls. Girls. Yeah. So but it's Monday, not Tuesday, be- Wednesday. It's beaten Wonka. It's beaten Aquaman. Anyone but you has been number one throughout the week. And you know who's going to be adding to that kitty tomorrow morning, right? We're in the studio tonight right. after seeing a movie. It's 10.30 p.m. Right. New York I- time. I'm getting up bright and early tomorrow morning. Back to the theater 10 a.m. Wow. Right? Did I say 10 p.m.? We're t- 10 p.m. now. Yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. tomorrow, less than 12, o- 12 hours away. I'm back in that theater seat watching anything but you. Wow. Anyone because but you. Anyone but you. Yeah. It's late. You're you're in between movies. You're out of your mind. Because but- I must be part of this cultural conversation. Yes. 
Yes. It that is that is the thing now. The awareness of the box office is out there. People know this story. And this is officially, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how Sydney Sweeney was saving face with the, you know, day by day holds after Christmas. Mm-hmm. It has become a star making run. This oh. is a star making run for Sydney Sweeney for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say this for her, th- this is her star making run. The male stars never benefit as much. No. But for her, it's not Pretty Woman. It's not Cameron Diaz and somehow Mary, but it's the best you're going to get in modern box office for a female in a, in a, you know, breaking out as a young star. And I, and I think, I mean, when we're having that tandem of, breakouts for someone like Timothy Chalamet. Wonka is his breakout. Yes. Dune 2 is yes. coming out where he saw that trailer yep. before Beekeeper. They're really pitching it as a romance between him and Zendaya. Titanic-esque sort of situation. Mm-hmm. That movie's going to be huge. Obviously, we're going to talk about it when it comes out. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. But you're seeing him breaking out. Mm-hmm. Sydney Sweeney. You're seeing her breaking out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing the rise of new young stars. Yes. Right? Yes. Like young stars, people yes. in their 20s. Yes. That is what we need. Yes. And it's happening. Yeah. There, there. We were looking at when Barbie broke out this summer and Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, there was talk of like, well, now we've got new young stars. And we love those love two. Them. Love, love them. And and we're happy that they're leveling up. Margot Robbie leveled up with Barbie. Ryan Gosling leveled up. We saw the trailer tonight for The Fall Guy. Both think that's going to be a hit. Fun trailer. But Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie cannot be our new young stars. We need younger. And that's Zendaya is that. Mm-hmm. Is gonna, I mean, Sydney Sweeney is that. Yep. We saw the trailers for Dune 2 and for Challengers. Yep. So Zendaya could be that. This is an exciting time. You know, yes. a couple of weeks ago when we had Kirk Minahan on, we were talking about who are these young stars? Who could play a lawyer, a lawyer. and make 80 to $100 million playing a lawyer? And, you know, now looking at it, maybe there are going to be some lawyers. Yeah. You know, because Sydney Sweeney put her, you know, in a courtroom and people are going to go. Put her in a power suit. I'm there. Yes. Yes. So it it might not be the young male star. It might be Sydney Sweeney is a lawyer, get you at 85 million to bet. Zendaya is a lawyer. Zendaya is a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go into a studio. Yeah. And Dune 2 is a hit. Challengers make 60 million. Right. And I sit down, general meeting. It's a general meeting. So yeah, we're yeah. just spitballing, throwing shit out. Right. And I say, Zendaya is a lawyer. Mm. That's a go picture. That's a go picture. 100%. And of course, you will have made it sound like you've already signed Zendaya. You know, you've got the yeah. deal going, and they'll and then I'll go outside and I'll be like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah! Right? Yeah! 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 But you'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I always do. So that's the story of this week. Anyone but you is the story of of this past week. The question is going to be now: How long can it stay in theaters? Because I do think that. Theaters act hastily sometimes. Mm-hmm. They go off of that opening weekend and then they make their decisions a few weeks out. So anyone but you has been losing theaters even despite the big holds. Yes. 
And that's going to be the question for these years. Can they get it back in? Mm -hmm. Some of the theaters that maybe cut anyone but you screenings, can they get it back? What is the effect of Mean Girls this weekend going to be on anyone but you, both in the audience and in the theater count? Because this is not where you want to give away theaters. No. I, I feel like Night Swim is the one that just opened. Cut it. And cut it. Cut Even it. Even though it opened fine. Cut your losses. Cut your, because no one's going to want to see it the no. second weekend. Get rid of Night Swim, even though it opened fine and has only been out a week. If it's a choice between getting Night Swim out of screening rooms or getting anyone but you out of screening rooms, get Night Swim out of those screening drain rooms. Drain the pool. Drain the pool. Yes. Theaters need to drain the pool. Yes. And and, and there's a benefit because this is a Sony picture, correct? The uh, uh, Anyone but you is a Sony so, picture. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's not that need to feed their stream obese, mm. right? There's not that need to be like, well, uh, Peacock is failing, so let's put this on, right? right? It's Sony's, going to Netflix in six months. Yeah, Sony's yeah. got the Netflix, and then if anything, it could go on PVOD, but I would say hold off on the PVOD. Well, that I think- Is already in the- Is something that's going to disappoint you. I have seen that uh, anyone but you, there is talk that it's going to get to PVOD soon. I'm seeing somewhere- January 23rd. Okay. Uh, which is, I mean, that's next week. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here and it's it's the 11th. So another, actually another couple of weeks. Okay, so that's a few more box office weekends. People don't usually hear that far in advance that something's going to be on PVOD. So it's not yeah. like anyone's going to wait because they know. So I think that's fine. Well, and also you want to go out for a date and this feels like a date movie. To yes. Me. So, and it's a young people movie. And so they're going to want to go out. They're not going to want to stay home. Yeah. Like the older people who maybe didn't see this movie and are now hearing about it from their younger, you know, coworkers or their kids even. Right. They're interns. Yeah. They're right. paying. They're asking their interns, hey, did you see that Sydney Sweeney movie? Yeah. They're paying. I hear you like that, and then yeah, they're paying thirty bucks to stay at home. And you know what I'd say, Sony, forty bucks, make it forty bucks yes, to rent. Make it forty bucks because people will pay forty bucks to rent it. Yeah, if they want to stay home so much, they should pay. Yeah, and you know what you do? You get Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney, and you get Glenn Powell, and you get them to do their cla now classic, classic intro to a trailer, classic. There's been several homages to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And no one's going to remember what Nathan Fielder did. They're going to remember the original, which is Glenn Powell, Sidney Sweeney. But this time you get them in front of that classic blank background and they're telling everyone it's going to be on PBOD, but it's 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. And you just have them go. And if you're on YouTube right now watching us, you see what I'm doing. You have them go like this. Isn't this worth 40 bucks? And they're both doing it yep. because it's equality. Mm -hmm. And they're both with their hands showing off what they got. And yeah. they're saying, this is 40 bucks. Yep. And 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 it's another 20 plastic. Bucks each. 20 bucks each. Yeah. yeah. And then they have a little back and forth. they be like, well, maybe 15. And yeah, right. right. So, I mean, the classic. Right. Classic. classic chemistry. Yeah. So, that was what's going on this week. We got two big movies coming out. I say let's start on the thing we just saw because we're busting to talk about this. I'm busting. We saw The Beekeeper starring Jason Statham, saw it in IMAX, you know, Coastal Elites. We saw it on Thursday night on the biggest screen possible, biggest screen in the world. And, you know, we're not critics, huh? Huh? But as moviegoers, yes. we had... Am I speaking out of turn? We had the no. we had the time of our life. Well, a time of our life, absolutely. Yeah, it was everything we wanted it to be. Yes, plus more. Yes, 
this is how these movies should be made. Now, I know this is the same weekend or equivalent to when Plane came out uh, last year. Yes, Gerard. This is not Plane. I love Jerry. Yeah. We love Jerry. Statham's at a different echelon. Yes. And David Ayers is a better director than whoever did Plane. Oh, yes. David Ayers is a real movie director. Yes. Say what you want about his Suicide Squad or Mm -hmm. The Suicide Squad. Which was stolen from him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Though, don't release the Ayers cut. No. I would say it was stolen from him, but sometimes thievery. Oh, I'm not saying stop the steal. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it was stolen. Yes. Don't say that. So, uh, he's a real director. This was a action movie that is on such a different level than something like Plane. It's getting compared to Plane. It may open around that, but I do think that, you know, you talked before we got on mic about word of mouth on this movie because it was so good. The buzz. Yeah. The I mean. The buzz on this. Can, can you get, okay. We'll be deafening. Can you get Statham and Sidney Sweeney yeah, and Glenn Powell yeah. in front of the classic blank white background yeah. from the Anyone But You trailer teaser intro. And the three of them are talking about the buzz for the beekeeper. He calls in the two biggest box office yeah, stars help of, out. The, of the weekdays. And they come in and help him out. Talk about the buzz. And then he's like, you know, so which one of you is in charge? And then they're fighting that out. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, you two are adorable. I mean, listen, at this point, they can sell us anything. Yes, yes. So I think this movie, again, like you said, I think it's going up against some competition here. Mean Girls, I do think, is going to take a lot of the audience. It's a great counter-programming, The Beekeeper. I love Mm -hmm. that. And I do think, no puns, the word of mouth on this Mm -hmm. is going to be great. And I think it will be one of those movies that has legs. Yeah. More so than some of the other Statham non- you know, Fast and Furious spinoffs, non-Meg movies yeah. will have because it's just, there's stuff in this that we wanted to happen that happened. Yes. And usually yes. that doesn't happen in action movies. They don't do the thing you want them to do. It's a real crowd pleaser. There's a thing that happens in the movie that a few scenes before we were like, is this going to happen? We called it because we're, you know, we are who we are. Yeah. The fact that the thing we thought might happen did happen is good. We clapped for it. We clapped for it. Others clapped because we clapped. I don't know if they realized who they were clapping with. Yeah. Um, now they will, and they're going to be, I can't believe it. Yeah. So if you I would have clapped on, louder if I would have known. Yeah. You were clapping with the B.O. boys. So yeah. good for you. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting thing with Statham because he's in that. Eight to twelve million dollar range typically for his stars that aren't, mm-hmm. you know, that aren't like you said, a Fast and Furious adjacent movie, aren't the Meg, aren't, you know, spy something where he's in there sort of with a bigger star. Yeah. But this feels like it's just so much better of a movie than your Wrath of Man, Mechanics. You know, yes. Crank is Crank is a great movie, uh, Transporter. I I think this'll breakout bigger i feel like the trailer for this connected with audiences that are not men you know just anecdotally oh yeah i've seen this trailer several times with my wife and even though i didn't wait to see it with her you know yeah you know sorry 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 not sorry not not sorry yeah yeah not sorry 
she was very interested in this movie because the trailer is ridiculous in a fun way. If I had waited, she would have seen it with me. Mm-hmm. I don't think she will see it with her friends, but there are other wives whose husbands will wait yeah. because they'll have to wait. They'll have to wait. But then they'll go see it together in a way that I don't think there's a lot of married couples who were seeing the mechanic or transporter or, you know, uh, 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 wrath of man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I will say, and this is to stick up for you. Yeah. Um, I, I texted you today and I was like, we must see the beekeeper. Yes. Uh, and I said, I eat shit 24 seven. Yeah. And you know, when Statham's on screen, I'm the fucking boss. Yeah. And you said, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. Right. Yeah. You, so you needed this. You were being a good friend. Yeah. By going to see this movie with me when I needed it. You needed it. Yeah. And so that I think your wife can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I start. She knows I eat shit 24 seven. Halfway through me explaining this, she'll already be in the other room. Yeah. Watching uh, Housewives yeah, or, a, or a spinoff. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to care. Um, It was a, you know, we saw a Thursday night. IMAX preview screening. I cannot say this was a packed house. No, but, but uh, yeah. it was a crowd that enjoyed it. And I think it's a crowd that's going to go out there and evangelize for this movie. Yes, yes. So we could possibly see that it increases over the course of the weekend. Possibly the Saturday and Sunday numbers are better than they normally would be. You mm-hmm. know, this MLK weekend famous box office wise for was it the 2020 MLK weekend where of course Bad Boys for Life which is the third Bad Boys movie mm-hmm. had that incredible weekend where it just kept rising and rising over the course of the weekend we're not going to see that well we're not going to see that, that in terms level. of the beekeeper's not going to open at 80 million or whatever Bad Boys for Life did but we might see a similar like oh it's doing better as the days go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. because of good word of mouth in a similar way where it's just, hey, this is a really funner than you would have expected action movie. It's a hard R, but it's not, it, it's still not a hard R in the way that I think will turn off squeamish audiences. It'll I mean, both satisfy audiences who want them to do that. Yeah. But I don't think it's gratuitous in a way that will turn off people who can be turned off by violence. So 62 was what um, Bad Boys for Life opened to. Wow. Right? Wow. Um, I will say though, also it's not gratuitous sex or anything like that. So I would bring my teenage son to this film. Yes. yes. I mean, and I think it's uh, it's a good, he's got a good moral to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a Josh Hutcherson. Well, talk about that. I, I mean, mean, I mean, this guy. Yeah. What a year. What a year. I mean, it's going to be two years. It's going to be it's what, a back-to-back. Over, yeah. what a back to back. But what a back to back. Yeah. Great performance. I mean, performances across the board here Jeremy Irons, uh, Statham, yeah. Josh Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, Other people whose names we're not going to be expected to know, but they were. It was a very Mini good Driver. Mini Driver is in this. Yeah. Mini yeah. Driver. Great. Great to see her. Great to see her. But yeah, Josh Hutchinson. I think he's a, when they signed him for this movie, they probably didn't realize what a value add he would be because of course he was going to be a value add because he's perma famous from being in the Hunger Games movies. You know, he's not at the level of an Emma Watson or a, who plays Harry Potter? Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. But he is oddly 
on a level near them in that if you're a person of a certain age, you grew up with Josh Hutchinson. And he probably got signed to this movie based off, okay, he'll bring in some nostalgia from that. Not realizing that just three, four months before this movie came out, he's the star of Five Nights at Freddy's, a yeah. movie that is going to be a cultural touchstone for young yeah. people. We, I mean, we talked about that. Mendelssohn wrote in his great Substack. Yeah. That, must read. Yes. Must read The Outside Scoop. Outside Scoop. Must uh, pay. Must pay. Subscribe. Yeah. You owe him a living. He said in his latest post yep. that it wasn't Barbenheimer. That was the most important film tandem that came out. Uh, the film that was most important that came out last year was Five Nights at Freddy's because yeah. what it means for young people yeah. and the changing tide at the box office. And he's a part of that. He is the star of that film. Yeah. I mean, the IP is the star, but he is the star. Yes. And so this is just another like uh, building block to a career that could rebound very big for him. Oh, it's. I mean, it is rebounded. Now it's a matter of how how high could it go with Josh Hutcherson? Yeah. 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 And he's excellent in this movie. And I do think if not through the opening weekend, but over the next week, two weeks, he's going to be someone who draws in a younger audience. I think he means something to people under 40. Oh, a hundred percent. Talk about something that means something okay. to people under 40. Okay. Are we talking Mean Girls now? All right, let's get let's into it. Let's do it, because I'm at 47%. My laptop is dying, just so you guys know. Okay, so this is a race against the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, I mean, do you know the original Mean Girls came out 20 years ago? I do know 2004. Yeah. So this is a musical remake. So I, I don't know much about the the plot of this movie in terms of this is not a sequel, right? This is No, it's a remake. It's a, it remake, is a remake of it. Like like there is someone remake. playing Regina George yes, in this movie. It is, not the granddaughter of Regina George, but but Regina George. It I mean it's like The Color Purple. The Color Purple was a movie okay. that was not a musical and then there's a, now there's a musical version of it. Right. It's the same thing with Mean Girls. Wow. So it's it, the same story. Only as a musical. Because Tina Fey and Tim Meadows are reprising their roles. Yes. But they are not reprising their roles as people who have lived a life since the events of 2004 Mean Girl. No. As far as you know. No. This will be the first time they are living through this. Yes. Okay, interesting. So that first movie, I think I think people are aware of it now. Just what a a generational comedy that actually was. Oh. You know, that is, it's like Caddyshack in the 80s and there's a handful of movies in the 80s and, you know, something about Mary and some big 90s comedies. Like Mean Girls is that in the 2000s. It's sort of like Mean Girls and The Hangover and maybe, you know, have the Apatow movies stuck in the way that Mean Girls has. Super bad, probably. Super bad more than like 40-year-old Virgin and Knocked Up. Yeah. Mean Girls means more than those movies. Mean Girls uh, is so. kind of one of the, you know, two, three, four def- definitional comedies of that decade. Yeah, and and we, and we you know, here's little boots on the ground. Um, not boots on the ground, but I think um, knowledge from this age group, Austin, want to be a boy, Austin. Mm-hmm. Great to hear from you again, buddy. Uh, says that even him, 
is like very into this movie. It is huge for him. Even as just a regular dude, mm-hmm. this age group that he's in, which is he's in his 20s, it's inescapable. Mean Girls is a strong IP. It's a movie that people watch at sleepovers. Mm-hmm. It's just a movie that's on cable all the time. It is a movie that has stayed. I mean, like Elf. Yes. In the way Elf is a Christmas classic, yes. Mean Girls is a sleepover classic. Yeah. Like an Austin Powers or a Dumb and Dumber. For world. us. Yeah. 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 And so- I think that it, 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 there, there's so many different groups of people that are going to want to see this because if even Austin, who's a guy's guy, right, uh, is interested in this, mm-hmm. that means that there's a wide swath of other people who will see this. Yes. Obviously, you know, we're not going to make the mistake of not saying that this is for the queer community, the the uh, a big IP. Yes, yes. And they're going to go out in droves. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be a very fun celebratory atmosphere, I'm assuming. And it's going to be a bunch of diverse groups of people mm-hmm. all hanging out, singing together. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be a real happening. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're underestimating that. Like, I think well, I'm seeing these numbers... And I'm thinking like, how could this, I mean, I'm seeing like 40 in the four day for this. I, I just think it's possible. Just with, Oh, you're, you're saying the, because the projections are low 30 yeah, for the I, four day, I but think you're thinking it hits over, 40. Yeah, I think, so. I think this is going to over index and I think it's going to be bigger than people expect. Even in a year, like I guess it's 2024, but when we saw Barbie go nuts, mm-hmm. when we've seen, uh, movies that lean more towards the female audience going nuts. Yep. I mean, even Taylor Swift going nuts. Yeah. Like, why would you not think that this thing could do 40 in four days? Right. I mean, as we have seen superhero culture wane, and, you know, when you look at the last decade of superhero movies, and of course, everyone went to see those, women went to see those. Yeah. But the... I think that that audience starting to recede does make theater going more palatable Yes, for another type of audience. Mm-hmm. You know, the women who went to see Barbie are more open to going to a movie theater when they know they no longer have to deal with the guys who go to see Marvel movies. Yes. Let's just, let's just face it. Like mm-hmm. that audience going away opens that space up to another audience that maybe not that they didn't feel safe, but they felt skeezed out. Yeah. I mean, skeezed it was more skeezed. And that's all we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was more skeezed. They're not dangerous. They're skeezy. Yeah. They're skeezy. Which they would admit to. Yeah. So if that skeezy audience goes, and, and it's skeezy in a sad way, not skeezy, like they're sad skeezy. Yeah. They're, yeah. That yeah. Marvel sad skeezy audience. It is unappealing. Unappeal. Unappealing, sad skeezy Marvel audience. Yeah. And DC audience, mm-hmm, but yep. I'd say more so Marvel audience. But as they start to no longer be a growing concern at movie theaters, women are more likely now, they go see Barbie, they go see Taylor Swift. Yeah. And you're right, they're going to go see Mean Girls. Absolutely. They I mean, don't have to deal with quantum mania holdover. Yeah. There. Yeah. They just don't have to deal with that. There is a little bit of a wrinkle in this because, of course, I mean, there's the soul re-release. So you're going to have the Pixar perverts out. But I do think the theater count on that is going to be low enough. 
And I think they're going to stay far enough away from the Mean Girls audience. Right. That Well, legally, some of them have to. Legally, they have to. Yeah. But I think some of it is like MCU movies opened so big that it was going to be an overwhelming group. Right. And I do think right. the Pixar re-release people are going to be marginalized in a way. Yes. So yeah. it, that's not really going to hurt the Mean Girls audience. They're not going to be like, oh, wait, Soul's coming out. Okay, but it's only a thousand some theaters. I think I can stay away. Yeah, and the Mean Girls audience is probably unaware that there is a re-release of a of a Pixar streamer coming out, and that all of the middle aged uh, Pixar uh, super fans, yeah, Pixar perverts, the Pixar perverts are going to be out there. Yeah. I don't think the Mean Girls audience even knows that this is happening. No one knows that they might happening. spot one on the way to the bathroom and sort of just like turn and, Ray and like right. be like, okay, I'm just going to annoy that person, and they'll go to one of their friends like. Is there a Pixar movie yeah. coming out this weekend? And her friend and the friend is back. Like, I don't think so. And well, like, okay. The way you can tell, and I'll warn these people, is that it's a forty-something-year-old man staring at their navel. Uh-huh. That's how you know it's a Pixar pervert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, at this point, Souls being re-released in some amount of theaters, yeah. indiscriminate amount of theaters. Yeah. The people who go to see it, the Pixar perverts, mm-hmm. are they? Because they're all they're all divorced dads. Yeah, might have the kids for the weekend. Well, possibly. that's what I was going to say. Do they even have the kids this weekend? I Who think knows? that this is this is a situation in which they're going because it's not their weekend. Yeah, because I was going to say would not want to go see this. I, I think some of these deadbeats, yeah, are gonna say I can't take Sam this weekend. Yeah, because why not? Go s- why not? I just can't. I just can't, yeah. okay? Right. And it's because they're going to see a Pixar movie. Yeah. Well, they they hadn't had a chance to see it on the big screen ever. And they it's don't, only been on D+. Yeah. And they don't want their kid to be asking questions like, what's jazz? Right. Right. They don't want that ruined for them by having yeah. to talk to their kid who they see once a month. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. But I think that is going to be a very, very small audience. Like, no one knows really how many theaters Soul's going to be in. There's no promotion for it beyond, I think you said there's just some advertising within the Disney platform. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. I don't have any of the Disney platforms. I guess I have Hulu. Yeah. So uh, Mean Girls this weekend, you know, the first Mean Girls in 2004 opened to $24 million, April 30th, 2004. So you know, that movie, would it have going for it? It had a much bigger lead star. Like Lindsay uh, Lohan in 2004 was a famous person. She's yeah. coming off of Freaky Friday. She probably, did she have Herbie the Love Bug before or after Mean Girls? It was somewhere around this time, but she was- Great question. Mean Girls, I think, is what cemented her as a big, big star, but oh, she yes. came into it with star power. She was a draw in the way that, this Mean Girls cast does not have a Lindsay Lohan at the front. You know, it's, it went with the IP rather than, you know, casting Zendaya or whoever a big star Zendaya. is. Zendaya. Um, so it doesn't have that. Tina Fey, I think, is sort of in around the same boat. Obviously, she was a hotter zeitgeistier star at the time like being the lead of weekend update but now she is an established forever star you Mm -hmm. know she's coming off of having been a famous person for 20 plus years fully loaded came out herbie fully loaded came out 2005 so after that okay yeah domestically 66 million dollars for that movie can you believe and that was looked at as a failure yeah yeah um so she was a big star this movie doesn't have that but it 
kind of doesn't matter. It's the IP. It's I mean, the IP. I, it definitely it's is the IP. The IP. Um, and, and, and I think it's like, and to use Elf as an example, it's like you couldn't remake Elf as a musical and not have Will Ferrell be the Elf, right? Right. But I do think you can replace Lindsay Lohan because there's an understanding there that Lindsay Lohan can't play this part again. Yes, for you several know what I mean. Yeah, for several yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be. I agree. It's going to be bigger than people are expecting. The musical aspect of it. It's also put out there as a secret musical sort of obviously it was a broadway musical yeah but they're being cheeky in the advertising where they're not really showing musical numbers there's a music note inside of the word mean but i mean they are dancing i mean there are scenes where they are dancing and and you can see that they're singing it's just it's a olivia rodrigo song not a broadway musical song right but there will be broadway musical songs it yes. will have sung dialogue but in the movie. Wonka was also a musical yeah. and that thing is doing Bafa Bobo. So yes. let's put aside this whole, we can't promote a musical. Yes. Well, they didn't promote as a musical. I don't think that'll matter when people find out if they yeah. don't know. Um, and I'm sure like with Wonka, it's going to be, you know, four or five big musical numbers and otherwise it's a movie. Probably. I mean, there are scenes where people speak. Right. So it's not fully them singing every single word. So we both think we'll give our numbers when we give our predictions, but we both think this is going to open bigger than the opening weekend in the original. And we both kind of feel like the projections are lowballing. I, I think so. I think so. Um, real quick. Yes. Do we talk Book of Clearance? I mean, it's not going to be top five. It's not going to be top five. So this movie, we've seen the trailer for it a few times. It's Lakeith Sanfield mm -hmm. and James McAvoy. Yep. And this is a comedy drama set in biblical times, right? It's sort yeah. of a, uh, a Monty Python, Holy Grail type of- well, and I'm not Life saying, of Brian. Life of Brian. Life of Brian, where it is someone who's in Jesus's life. That's what I could tell from the trailer. Yeah. And obviously, Lakeith Stanfield, I mean, he's great. He's great. He's great. Great actor. He's not a movie star. I don't, you know, and he's also not, I mean, unless I'm forgetting something, because, you know, he's been compared to like an Adam Driver, where it's a great actor who's great at ensembles and people love him, but is he a, is that an opener? Yeah. But has Lakeith Stanfield had a Kylo Ren type, like he's been in a franchise where a lot of people would know him or he hasn't had that yet, right? He's not been in a superhero movie or a big IP just to sort of get his name out there. I feel like he hasn't had that yet. You know, is Uncut Gems the most popular thing that he's been in? I mean, he was also in Get Out. He was in Get Out, right, But right. that, I think that's pretty small part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't had that. Um, here's my take on this Book of Clarence movie and why it's going to be in trouble. Is it's January, and this is a movie that is trying to get people to go because it's just a good movie. Mm -hmm. You know, possibly a critical, you know, adored movie. I don't know if the reviews on it are great yet. That's a tough road to hoe in January. When you're not a movie that came out in 29 in the year before, that is an Oscar player. Mm -hmm. Because right now, if people want to go see good movies, they're scrambling to see all the stuff they haven't seen yet 
that is awards consideration movie. You know, yeah. that audience is, oh, I haven't seen Iron Claw yet. I haven't seen Poor Things yet. I got to see Zone of Interest, I guess. Yeah. You know, like they're the audience that wants to go see just good adult dramedies has a checklist of stuff they have to see from the previous year. Yeah. And I think that's where that audience is right now. They're catching up on poor things and they're, uh, you know, renting Anatomy of a Fall on PVOD. That audience is scrambling. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think there is a level of you you will get interest um, from the like black community in this movie. Of course, sure. But I don't think it's going to be a huge sort of uh, like over index. No. And it's just there's so much more promotion for two big movies coming out this weekend. Yeah. You know, it's just it is a movie that is not getting promoted on the level of, of course, Mean Girls and The Beekeeper. I've only ever seen a trailer in the theaters. Yes, yes. I, I, and I have not seen, and they have not served me this in YouTube. Yes, and you watch a lot of YouTube now. I watch too much YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this movie, I'm glad it's getting a theatrical release. Everything should. Yes. You know, I'm glad this is not just a, it showed up on Peacock one day. Yeah. It'll be better. The day it shows up on it, whatever streamer it's attached to, it'll be better off having been in the movie theater. Because it's a real movie. Because it's a real movie. Yeah. So it will get a release of a real movie, but I think the audience that would go see this type of movie is catching up on the, you know, awards, uh, the awards movies right now. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to, to catch up on. There's a lot to see. So, okay. So what that's, I think, I, I mean... Uh, Oh, yeah. we we already talked Soul re-release. We talked, yeah. We don't have to talk anymore about Soul, and it's not gonna. It's not gonna. This movie could finish out of the top ten, honestly. Yeah, well, okay. Just, just we'll, we'll mention real quickly. So, a comp, and I'm gonna use this, use that term loosely. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Re-released October twentieth, twenty twenty-three. Made four point two million. It was in okay. sixteen hundred theaters. Okay. 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 Nightmare for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. To Soul. Is that it's not Soul. Like uh, Soul is not Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Soul is not a classic. I, I, I People listen. like that movie. Out of all the Pixar movies that got dumped on Streamo, that's probably the one that's the quote unquote best. I know Austin says it's one of his favorites. Okay. Of, you know, of course, the, the older stuff he likes, but of the new junk, yeah. this is his favorite. Yeah. Listen, we watched. I think we watched this movie together. Yes, during, during the, holiday, the pandemic, and yeah. we both were like, "This is a pleasant movie that is on a streamer." Yes, right. This is going to do jack shit at the theater. Yes, of course. I mean, I, I know you were bringing that up for the sake of having a comp, but Nightmare Before Christmas is not a comp. One of the most popular IPs of the last thirty years. Yeah. Uh, I listen. I can't say that I go to Hot Topic every weekend, but I not have every been, weekend, not every weekend. But I have been to a Hot Topic. I have been to a mall in the last few years. Yeah, and I can't say I've seen Soul merchandise. No, I've seen wall to wall Nightmare for Christmas merchandise. Yes. Seen a lot of anime. Mm hmm. Seen a lot of anime. Nirvana shirts. Yeah, that's big. But I have not seen. Soul merchandise at a Hot Topic. I don't think that Soul and Nightmare Before Christmas are exactly comps yeah. 
four re-releases. I'm just trying to show. Trying to show. I get it. I get it. The difference. Yeah. Between a classic and soul. Yeah. All right. So um, do we want to at all, and we could quickly, just the big news this week in Hollywood before we get into our predictions, Tom Cruise signed a exclusive production deal with Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. He had been Mr. Paramount. You know, that is where he did his Mission Impossible movies, where he does the Top Gun movies. Now, obviously, the Mission Impossible movies and any future Top Gun movies, it's still a Paramount thing. He doesn't take those with him. Ethan Hunt doesn't go to Warner Brothers. Ethan Hunt is not going to mix it up with Batman. No. But- Unless they merge. Unless they merge, in which which case- Or Paramount gets bought, which is what would happen. So Tom Cruise went to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is is such a it, it's such a conundrum as a movie studio because on one hand they're the studio that put Batgirl in a vault. Some people got mad. They're trying to put the Looney Tunes movie in a vault. Looney Tunes are sort of trying to squeak out of there. We don't know, but everyone got mad about that. Don't forget Scoob. Scoob's in the vault. It is. It is it amazing that in that vault, the Scoob sequel, the Scoob sequel is just sitting there next to the Jerry Lewis clown mm-hmm. Holocaust clown movie. It's and, such and Roger an Roger Ivory's Glitterati. It's such. I mean that that makes sense. Yeah, Glitterati and the Jerry Lewis Holocaust clown movie hanging out. They're holding hands. That they make sense together, but the Scoob sequel being in there. I mean, every day Scoob must just turn around and see Jerry Lewis as a clown leading kids to where he's leading them. And like, Scoob's, what is my life? I mean, he's just like, rot row. Yeah. He's like, rot row. Yeah. What am I doing in this vault? But, mm-hmm. you know, Warner Brothers, everyone hates Zaslav. They're in a lot of ways been sort of a disaster of a reign, but also they are the studio behind Barbie. And they're the studio that put out Wonka, Wonka. and basically saved the holiday box office with Wonka. Mm-hmm. Get an Aquaman out there. Finally purple. squirting it out. They're yeah. going to have Dune 2, which is going to be a huge hit. Huge. And who knows, could win Best Picture next year. It's going to be that type of just zeitgeisty blockbuster. Mm-hmm. They screwed Nolan. He left. Yet they are still kind of trying to be hey, we're the, we're the talent-friendly Warner Brothers of old. They want to get that back. Like, bringing yeah. Cruz in feels like a sign to... And listen, Nolan did Oppenheimer Universal. Nolan didn't go to Universal and sign, like, a five-picture deal. He, he could just, go back to WB. He could go back to WB. And the Cruz move, I don't know, to me, what do you think? To me, it feels like a signal to as much as it is about trying to get crews to do movies there it also feels like a signal to the rest of hollywood that hey we're still warner brothers we're still where clint eastwood has like you know has a has an office i love tom cruise you know this yes yes um and maverick saved theaters that is a fact it saved theaters but His decision-making, he's been scrambling. Like, it feels a little desperate to me that he's jumping to WB because of the failure of the last Mission Impossible movie, which was like 
sort of out of his hands, but not, I mean, the, the scheduling was weird and it just ended, it turned out to be like the summer where people didn't want the old shit anymore. It just sort of feels like he doesn't have a plan. And you usually feel like Tom Cruise has a plan. Yeah. And so I know he's taking a big paycheck, but there is something a little desperate about it to me. Okay. In my thought process. Like, Oh, well, you didn't do, you, you didn't make this movie a hit. Well, I'll go to someone who can. And I, that feels like a power move remember, on the, the surface. The next Mission Impossible movie is still going to be paramount. It's not I, that. I know, e- I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, it, it, it does feel like, okay, you can't do it. I'm going to you. And like, that feels like a power move on the surface, but it does also feel like I'm going to, you know, I'm dumping my other date for this sexier date. Right. And sometimes- that isn't the right move. Some okay, so you're sitting here on our on our radio program saying that dumping the dumpier date for the sexier date. I didn't is say not the dumpier. Right. That was that's the perception. Okay, right? You wouldn't say Paramount right now is dumpier. I mean they they just screwed up the screwed the pooch on the Scream franchise. You know, one of their few franchises that was working. They totally, totally. Busted well, that scream franchise. Paramount up. made the decision about Nev. Spyglass made the other decision. Sure, Paramount's a distributor, but come on, Paramount could have made that not happen. I mean, I, I, I disagree. That's also Paramount's fault. You know, if they they should have been in a position where it's like Spyglass, you can't screw this. Get in up. line. Yeah. So, so I, I think the scream franchise is on Paramount. That could have been one of the things that Tom Cruise saw that. Obviously, he's not about to go do a Scream movie. He's not going to be Ghostface. Come yeah. on. But he sees something like that. They s- screwed up his release date with Mission Impossible. It should have come out in June and had the IMAXs for a long time, all that. He sc- saw them screw that up. He saw them screw up Scream. Yeah. And I think that might have been enough for him to say, I got to move on to the sexier date. Well, we'll see what his what what he's going to do at this company. We'll see what the project's going to be. Sure. I mean, he's going to a bigger place. I, I Listen, to me, it doesn't feel like him scrambling. It does feel like, because him scrambling, what is him, what is the worst case where it's Tom Cruise scrambling? What do you know what that looks like? Well, he's, he's, uh, he's starring in Rock of Ages. Well, I mean, that was that, but I would say worse than starring in Rock of Ages, opening in theaters. Tom Cruise scrambling as he announces, I'm doing a project at Apple Plus. Oh, I'm doing a yeah. project at Netflix. You're right. I mean, That's yeah, him yeah. scrambling. Yeah, that's him scrambling. You know, he still wants to stay in theaters. Yeah, yeah. And he knows Warner Brothers is going to put movies in theaters, even if they're not going to promote them. Exactly. And, and listen, and Warner Brothers promoted movies when they had, I mean, Barbie was a, Success for so many reasons. Greta Gerwig, we did, listen, go back, classic episode, we divvied up the millions for Barbenheimer. We told you who was uh, responsible for that. Warner Brothers did a good job promoting that movie in advance. Warner Brothers did a good job promoting Wonka. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise has seen Warner Brothers promote big movies. They should be promoting more of their movies. They could have promoted, I mean, Evil Dead Rise was a hit, but they're, they could spread the wealth a little more, but they have promoted big, big movies. And that's what Tom Cruise is coming in to do. Tom Cruise sees himself as, I'm going to be Barbie. I'm going to be Dune 2. I'm going to be Wonka in the sense that my movies will be the movies that Warner Brothers puts everything into when it's time for that movie to yeah. come out in theaters. I mean, I'm in a tough spot with them, too, and because of what you previously, previously said, which is like, they have a guy 
in charge that doesn't like movies. Dave is that so, so to like have movies. yes he, Tom he Cruise likes pimple popper shows jump to yeah he likes my thousand pound uh, life right if he <laughs> if he jumps to this studio he's going to be in league with somebody who does not like movies sure but it, it, that's that better suited to be selling Porta Johns pimple popper uh, it just puts a bad taste in my mouth okay that's all I'm saying okay no I I get that but. But I'm not counting him out. I'm just, that's my initial reaction here, which is like, yes, Paramount did screw up. And it's like, but still, it's like, you're going to a guy who he could be mowing lawns. Right. You know, he well, could have- Well, wouldn't be mowing lawns, but- But he'd he have would, a service mowing lawns. Yeah. He, he would be the CEO of a company that has a machine that replaces guys who mow lawns. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And he could be the CEO of that, or he and could if be they the said, CEO of a movie studio. Stop like, to him, mowing, it doesn't matter. If they said, put those in the garage and there'll be a huge tax write-off, he'd say, I'm putting them in the garage. Yes, of course. Because that that's is, what Zazoff does. It is, but Cruz also sees they're the studio that released Barbie. They're the studio that released the movie that kicked his, and I'll say it, his GD ass yeah. this summer. Barbie kicked Dead Reckoning Part 1s, and it is called Dead Reckoning Part 1, yep. even though there Never will not be a Dead it. Reckoning They'll part erase two. it. They'll erase it, but it's it was there. We remember it. So he went to the studio that, that kicked his patootie. Yeah. As Rosie O'Donnell would have said, he had a cute patootie, yeah. and Barbie and Warner Brothers kicked his patootie this summer, and now he's joined them. And I don't know if that's scrambling. I think it was a smart move. Dude, if a bully kicks your ass, do you just jump on his side? Do you join his gang? Do you join his gang if he kicks your ass? Because you'll know he all, he's the guy who kicks your ass. No, you want to go kick his ass. If they his pay ass. me, if they kick my ass, you want to go kick his ass. Nah, you want to kick his ass. Well, you don't want to join forces with the guy who kicked your ass. You want to kick his ass. How often, though, does the guy who kicked your ass then pay you to hang out with him? More often than you'd think. Okay. Well, then you're in the same boat as Tom Cruise, and I think you both have made a smart decision. So. That's the big Hollywood news this week. I think it's time for us to get into our Let's do our these numbers. I'm at 23%. All right. So we actually will we'll be able to do this, I think, comfortably. That's not bad. Yeah, 23% is great. Yeah. People, people live on 23%. People start the day with their computer at 23% and then work a full day. Seems so ridiculous. let's get to our top five predictions. Would you like to go first or second? I'll go week? second. All right. So. Are we doing four days? Ah, <sighs> uh, we hate the four day. Let's do, yeah, let's do four days. Okay, let's do. Let's do four days. So, all right, number one is going to be Mean Girls. Slam Doink. Slam Doink number one, Doink of the Week. And I agree, I'm going to go nuts, 45 million. Uh, I like that. It, it, mean Girls does 45 million in the four day. So then number two is the interesting one because... Is it going to be Wonka or is it, or do I go with the movie that has beaten Wonka throughout the week or do I go with the new one? You know what? Here's the thing. I'm coming in high off of the beekeeper. Okay. And I think the beekeeper is going to do a better four day than, you know, obviously plane, which is like 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a better movie. It's a better time. Better buzz. Better buzz. 14 and a half for Beekeeper. Number two. As number two. Four-day weekend, 14 and a half. And then number three. See, this is a tough one because 
Mean Girls should cut into anyone but you. It should, but I'm steamroller. It's a steamroller. Anyone but you, number three, and Wonka, number four. Okay, and then number five, migration because of rats. So Night Swim is gonna is just gonna crater. fall on the face of the yeah. earth. It's gonna crater again. Uh, drain the pool. Give yeah. those screens to anyone but you. Get Night Swim out of the theater. It's a horror movie that did its one weekend, and that'll be it. So, yeah, that's my top five. I'm going anyone but you is going to get itself to number three for the weekend. I love it. My number one, Slam Doink, Mean Girls. I'm going 42. Okay. 42. Number two, you know, anyone but you. I'm wow. Gonna do I'm going to do it. I'm going to go it. anyone but you, 12 million. Yep. Then I'm going to go Beekeeper. 11. Okay, for the four-day. For the four-day. These are all four days. And then I'm going to yep. go Wonka. is going to be 11-something, so they're going to be very close. Okay. So let's say Beekeeper 11.5, Wonka 11. Okay. And then Migration, I'm going to say number five. Okay. Yeah. Great. That is, yeah, that's it. I, I love that you went big on that anyone but you prediction. Yeah. So, yeah, it's It's just be- too hot to, to deny. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real exciting weekend. Um, we needed this, you know, after having to. And you listen, we've had the a lot. The actually hasn't been that bad. No, because we had so many movies come out the the Christmas Day weekend, mm-hmm. and then that carried us through New Year's. You know, last weekend when Night Swim was a little rough, that being the big one. Um, but um, I would say that this weekend becomes. A huge, just, I mean, it feels like a summer movie weekend in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, I mean, mean not, not quite that, but just to have two big movies open like this, you know, the issue is going to be, then we do get a bit of a lull. You're going to feel the lull in the next few weeks. Yeah. I mean, but who knows how strong Mean Girls can be? It's, I and mean, how long it can run? It, that and Beekeeper, you are going to have big runs. Buzzing because, around. You know, the next couple of weeks, we've got... Listen, I want to, the next week, it's movies released by Bleecker Street and Neon are your big movies. I'm not even going to look. You know, and then the weekend after that, the big wide release is from Lionsgate. All right. You know. And it's not a Hunger Games or a Saw movie. No. And then the week after that, it's Argyle. Ooh, oofa doofa. You know, Lisa Frankenstein, you know. Ah, Lisa Frank. I mean, it's not going to be a hit, but that's going to, uh, I'm very curious about that one. Yeah. So definitely, um, you know, Mean Girls is going to have a, a wide berth mm-hmm. for the next few weeks. So, but it, let's all enjoy this. Hey, there's a Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 opens next month. Book your tickets. So, yeah. So there we go. I mean, next episode is going to be just gigantic. See mm-hmm. what the results of these movies are. So can't wait for that. Of course, email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, your boots on the ground reporting. Of course, thank you, Austin, for that great email, great predictions. You know, he's a, he's the mean girls generation and he let mm-hmm. us know. So email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the B.O. Boys Pod on TikTok and Twitter X. Wanna be O senior intern Christopher killing it with the clips there. He is just, he's he's doing great out there. And his direct report, wanna be O junior intern Jack. I mean, the substack, the B.O. Boys substack, it is 
not a must pay like Scott Mendelson's. It's free. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's a must read at this point. Must read. Jack is writing weekend previews. He's writing recaps. He's writing these great articles. There's an article that everyone who listens to the show should go read. He did a, a looking back at Heat. Mm-hmm. I read you know, that. Great article. Looks at it as a movie. Looks at it as box office. You know, and and th- this is this is the 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 way that you want to relive Heat. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of podcasts out there where people are talking about it. Then they talk about it again. Then yeah. talk about it again and again and again. Uh, just just read Jack's article. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to look back at Heat. So. Go to the B.O. Boys Substack. Jack is killing it there with the articles. Looking back at Heat, that is a big one. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. We've been getting some great five-star reviews there. Keep those up. And uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, I mean, shout-outs to, I would say, our recent guest, Brett, of The New Flesh. He's got great episodes up of his show. Oh, yeah. Throw him a five-star review. Throw him a five-star review. Go throw Mike, Mike, and Oscar a five-star review. Good friends of ours. This is their busy season. Every episode cover the Oscars, Mm -hmm. cover the award season. Them, of course, our buddy, Kirk Minahan. He's got so much going on on his show. It is just out of control there. So you got to listen to that. Scott Mendelson, The Outside Scoop. Jeff Bach is a relations co. I mean, the family... David Thompson. David Thompson. Of course, he restarted Cinema Spending. Yep. Those episodes have been great. So there is just... Danny? Danny. Eskimology. I Screen. You Scream for the, the number, number four. four movies. He's going to have a big year. Most anticipate movie of the year is Dune 2. Going to be on the show for it. He'll be on this show for Gotta it. Got to yell at me, probably. Oh. Tell me to shut the fuck up again. Yeah. He's got it. That was a viral moment. He's bringing the fire, yeah. Yeah, he dressed up as Wario. He yelled at us on an episode. He brings it every time. Anyway, lots out there that you got to go listen to. So get to that right now. And of course, we're YouTubers. So if you listen to the show, that's great. But you also should then re-listen to it by watching it on the B.O. Boys YouTube network. Mm -hmm. So go watch that. And Clayton, I think that's it. There can't be anything left. No, nothing. Except for, until next time, we'll We'll smell smell you at the box office. Nailed it. it.